Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Today, we've got a good one for you. But before we get into it, just a quick word from our sponsors, Dudex. So Dudex is a new cryptocurrency derivatives trading platform that aims to provide a fair and professional experience for its users. With third-party market makers and no exchange token or internal trading desks, Dudex creates transparency and puts the customers first. A couple of the features on Dudex include 100x leverage trading, perpetual swaps without expiry date and daily settlement, 100,000 TPS per contract, and most importantly, no KYC. That's right, every crypto trader's favorite words, no KYC. Sign up with the link in the description below to start trading today and receive up to $100 in free Bitcoin when you make your first deposit. Happy trading, guys. All right, guys, before we get started, I just want to remind you to hit the subscribe button below. Uh, it's a great way to just make sure that you don't miss any of the episodes. I drop two a week, and if you're subscribed, you'll be able to hear them as soon as they drop. Uh, but let's get into it. This is episode 56 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today I've got a great one for you. I'm going to be sitting down with Trader Maine. If you're on crypto Twitter, you've probably seen him around. Uh, he's a wonderful trader. He's amassed a very large following, and uh, his charts are just really clean. Uh, he's, you know, posting content on a regular basis and helping you guys learn. And today we're going to be talking about his specialty, which is you know, price action trading and then order blocks or demand blocks, uh, depending on who you learn from. We've got different names, pretty much the same thing. So let's get into the episode. So Maine, before we get into order blocks and your trading strategy and style, do you think you could just give us a little bit of background on who you are and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies? Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I go by Trader Maine. I'm from Canada. Um, before I uh, kind of got into crypto, uh, I had a variety of different jobs, as it seems like many people in crypto have. I actually am an accountant by trade, uh, but turns out that's uh, as soul-sucking as it sounds, so that <laughs> didn't last very long. And then I bounced my way around like different sales and finance jobs, and uh, I actually got introduced to crypto through a friend that I worked with at the bank who back in like 2012 was telling me that he discovered the future of money. And unfortunately, I didn't listen to him uh, at the time. Uh, I only started kind of uh, paying attention once that, like, uh, not even the first bull run, but the bull run to $1,100 or whatever it was started happening. I basically bought the top of that entire bull run, altcoins and all. And I, I made money for like a very, very brief amount of time. I think it was like a couple of weeks. And then everything just started going down. And I didn't know you could short the market. I didn't know you could sell fucking things at a loss like, i didn't know shit <laughs> so uh i i that that hit me pretty hard like i think at one point i had i don't know what was considered a lot of money to you know a 22 or 23 year old me at the time uh, and it just like all went to zero i'd quit my job at the bank i basically like told my parents i was like yo i'm, I'm a, gonna be a trader now i'm trading crypto full time and i like quit my job and then like within two months i'd lost almost everything so um, that was kind of how I got introduced to the space. I took a, like a sabbatical of a year. I just like never wanted to see a chart or like anything along those lines ever again. Kind of got back to like the regular working life. And then uh, through, uh, through just, you know, kind of being on Twitter and being around, I started trading Forex. And that's where I really started learning what I was actually doing. This was kind of like 2014 uh, is when I got into it and I learned you know, about price action and we'll talk about, you know, order blocks and shit later, but that's kind of, you know, how I learned to trade was in FX. Then I got back into crypto in like late 2016 and, you know, was lucky enough to actually have some sort of an idea of what I was doing uh, for this next bull run. And uh, that's part of why I started getting, you know, kind of active on Twitter is just kind of share what I had learned and just kind of talk about the mistakes that I had made. Because if you look at, 2013 14 and then this last bull run to 20k in 2017 what was happening on twitter and with altcoins and everything is all the exact same it's just this was 
a much greater scale, uh, just with bigger numbers, faster, more people. But it was all the same, the same behaviors, the same alt season and just a bunch of random vaporware that was being released that everyone was buying. And I just want to kind of uh, some people avoid, uh, you know, shit that I did wrong because I didn't really know where to look. And when I was on Twitter and the first time, you know, there was a lot of, you know, names that you see now I interact with were around then, but there was also a lot of, you know, shady people just like there was in this last bull run. So I just want to kind of, you know, share what I had learned uh, over time and, and help people. Uh, it seems to be like something I enjoy doing. I always loved like teaching. Uh, but once I found out how much money teachers made, I knew that was never going to be an option for me. Uh, so outside of crypto, I run my own business as people who interact with me know I'm in recruitment. I own a company there. Uh, and yeah, now I kind of, I, I, I do both. Crypto is definitely like kind of a passion of mine, but I'm definitely an entrepreneur at heart. I, I really appreciate that. My show is the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. So I thank you for coming on. I support what you're doing. Um, it's pretty funny. The timeline's a little different, but you and I are very similar. You, you talked about how accounting was your job. And uh, I, I was an underwriter and it was okay. soul sucking, man. Like that shit, yeah. that shit killed me, you know? And so I, I understand where you're coming from. You were fortunate enough to have one of your coworkers tell you about Bitcoin uh, very early. None of my coworkers were that kind. Um, and then, like you were saying, you watched your alts just pretty much turn to zero. My first experience, I bought Ethereum. Within two months, it was worth half what it was. I didn't even trade any of it. I just bought Ooh. some and watched it drop 50% and was like, fuck this market. I'm not even going to pay attention to it anymore. And then eventually, you know, I like was like, oh, price has exploded. Let's see if I still have all that shit. And of course I did. Um, but I, I really appreciate you giving us your background. I support that you're an entrepreneur. And I, I really do appreciate that you've come on the show to talk about this. Um, yeah, man, thanks for having me. Yeah. So you, so you mentioned order blocks there for a brief second. And you talked about your stint in Forex. I don't know if you still trade Forex uh, or if it's solely crypto. Yeah, I trade Forex. I mean, once you trade, when, when crypto is trending, there's no other market like it. Like when Bitcoin is going like it was from, I don't know, April through the start of the summer, there's nothing like it that I've ever experienced before in trading. But, you know, there's still money to be made in Forex. I think people have this common misconception that, oh, well, Forex, you know, has half a point, 1% moves and people getting hyped. It's like, okay, well, you obviously don't understand leverage. Um, <laughs> so it's much more than what you get on BitMEX. You know, you could, I have exchanges 500, 1,000 to one leverage. So, you know, the 1% moves can be a lot more than you realize when you're talking about those kind of numbers. So Forex is still a thing. And I suggest anyone who trades crypto not to be blinders on and think, you know, your skills are transferable and uh, rather than trying to stare at the Bitcoin five minute chart and eking out a trade when we have no volatility, there's a huge market out there. Damn, I feel personally attacked there. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I know the feeling, man. Everyone's like, oh, there's like no trades on Bitcoin. I was like, well, if we're in a range, man, like, you know, you can chart anything. TradingView has a lot of other stuff on there. It's, it's, uh, it, it moves the same. One thing I will say is the crypto or the uh, the Forex market, much like other markets, is much more efficient because it's, you know, institutionalized, it's regulated. So it's, it is harder, I think, in my opinion, to like eke out an edge. You can still do it, but it's harder. Crypto is still so um, wild west that, you know, you can make money and not be very good at what you're doing. If you're not very good at what you're doing, you're not going to last long in, in, in Forex. No, you get, you get chopped up way too quick. Um, yeah. But okay, so yeah, you, you still trade Forex when, you know, Bitcoin's kind of just trading in a range. It's a little bit more boring. The volatility is not there. Um, can you just talk to us? Because everybody has their own trading strategy and uh, a way to find their edge. Uh, can you just talk to us about how you developed your strategy and, you know, give us a little bit of high overview of what it is exactly? Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, I, I've, I've wasted, I can't even tell you how many dollars on shitty trading courses. Um, you know, I, I, cause in Forex, like you think crypto's scummy Forex <laughs> is like the worst of the worst. Like, and these people have their faces and names attached to their brand and they're scummier than random internet characters. It's crazy. 
Um, cause you know, you, you've seen all the Forex, like go on Forex, just go hashtag <laughs> Forex on Instagram. Oh You'll know exactly God. what I mean. It's so, but I was, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like, it's, it's crazy. And you know, with, uh, this dollar fire guy on here who exposed, you know, these everything FX guys for having like fake MT4 balances. It's like this shit's everywhere. You go on any page, they're flashing crazy positions with their Rolex on and shit. So I unfortunately paid for some of those back in the day. Uh, and I think part of trading and, and learning to trade, losing money and figuring out what not to do is definitely part of it. I don't think you can replace that experience of fucking up. Um, I think that's valuable life experience in general is making mistakes and then hopefully learning from them. Uh, so I wasted a lot of money on shitty stuff. Uh, and then I got introduced to a guy named uh, two of my main mentors, for lack of a better term, are two of probably the very disliked uh, and misunderstood people uh, on crypto Twitter, Kazanomics being one of them. Um, I found him in like 2013, 14, and he actually was the first person to kind of put me on to like, oh my God, you can actually, it's not just guessing. You don't just buy altcoins that some actual advice BTC on Twitter told you to buy. Uh, so that was kind of my first foray into trading. And then, uh, I learned a lot from Kaz. Uh, I think he's a very brilliant trader and reader of the markets. Uh, he taught me a lot of shit back then that is coming to fruition now. Uh, he was a genius in a lot of ways, but I think there's definitely some personality things that I understand why people don't like him. Uh, and him and I also even had a falling out, but not going to get into that. And then ICT uh, equally <laughs> as hotly contested yeah, because man. everyone thinks he's a scam and he very well may be. And, you know, people think I like stand for ICT. They're like, well, you defend him. I was like, first of all, I'm not ICT. He's a grown man. He can defend himself. But a lot of what I learned about trading, I learned from him. It's the bottom line. And whether or not he trades demo, real money, maybe he's a fraud or not, the stuff that he put out for free uh, I didn't even pay for his content when I initially learned, uh, taught me a lot of what I do. A lot of what I do is, you know, completely a, a direct kind of result of what I learned from his free content. And so I don't need to know what his proof of profitability is. I don't really care because I know that I make money doing it. So that's all that really matters to me. And I'm not so deep in the ICT, like punch bowl, drinking Kool-Aid that I don't know that really what he's done is just rebrand kind of common price action concepts, supply and demand, support resistance. You know, he calls them not demand blocks, but order blocks. You know, I, I call them order blocks because that's how I learned. But at the end of the day, I'm not like so far into it that I'm like asinine being like, okay, how come this demand zone, which has been called a demand zone for X number of years, is the exact same as your order block, but you're telling me they're not the same? But to me, it doesn't really matter. It's supply and demand, whatever you want to call it. The way I trade is is price action. So if anyone wants to learn price action, ICT's free videos are still a great starting point. Tom Dante is another great price action trader. WMDX, uh, Trader SZ, these guys all trade price action. And that's, that's kind of the style I trade. It, it, it's funny because when those two names are brought up, those are like two of the the most hated people like you were saying uh, but I think you've separated their personalities and what they're doing on Twitter from exactly how they trade I didn't know I had to like someone to learn stuff from them you know <laughs> uh, and that's what people are like well if you do this it's like listen I mean if I learned something from someone I, at the end of the day I could care less who ICT is what he does he put these videos out there for free like I watched them I learned something it's like enough said yeah, I hated all my teachers in school. Did I learn shit from them? Yes. Was not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jokingly, not really. But like, yeah. My one teacher I liked in school is the one who got me into accounting. So that didn't serve me very well. What a dick. Yeah. But it okay. made it seem so exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you talked about, you know, price action trading and order blocks. And that's how, mainly how you trade. Uh, so for my audience who doesn't know, can you really go into the details and how you trade and what order blocks are? Sure. So the way I trade starts with top-down analysis. So I recommend anyone who has like very little understanding of trading, Crypto Cred's study guide and his YouTube videos are a great starting point. Um, he's developed on them so much, you could take it from absolutely nothing and go through those and actually be able to effectively mark up the chart and you know 
execute a trade. The one thing missing, most people will read it, but then they, they don't try it. They don't do it. And trading is definitely a skill that you need repetition to get good at. It's very easy to mark the charts up in hindsight, like, okay, because of this, this, and this, it worked out this way. But until you're adapt at seeing it happen live, you're never going to really get it. So you have to do it. But I mean, that's a great starting point, I would say. Um, so what I do personally is I start on the high time frame, depending on what market I'm trading, um, it will determine how high of a time frame I go. In the Forex markets, there's a ton more price history. So I could start on the yearly chart, right? On the Bitcoin yearly chart, go look at it. There's not really a lot of relevant price action because every year is about 300% different from the last level, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, I'm pretty sure the yearly chart on BitMEX is just three lines. So uh, three candles. But So I'll start on the high time frame for 4X. I consider that like the yearly or the quarterly, so the three-month chart. And then I'll work my way down. Bitcoin, usually the weekly is as high as I go. Sometimes I'll pay attention to the monthly. Um, the things I focus on on the high time frame first are marking key support resistance levels. And one of the most common things I get from new traders is they send me a chart. Like my DMs are full of like, hey, can you look at this? And it just looks like someone you know drew on every single possible line out. And it's like, it's good for practice, I guess, but you got to focus on recency for sure. And then distance to actual price, right? Like if there's a level at 20 K on Bitcoin, which there absolutely is. If we're trading at eight K, that level is not super relevant right now. Right? So I don't need it on my chart. So what I'll do is I'll focus on the high time frame, and I'll usually mark out like the weekly open, uh, the monthly open, maybe last month's high or low or last week's high or low. And those will be kind of my key high time frame levels where I'm going to be looking for a setup for. And the reason I like those levels is because generally um, when you're trading, you want to find a setup near a key high time frame level. There's support and resistance everywhere, but if you try and just narrow it down, the problem with most people is it's information overload. There's so many levels out there. They don't know which ones to pick. Find one key high time frame level. You can pick one weekly level and then don't do anything until price gets. Like if that's what you need to like, you know, drill down in your head that you don't need to be in every single move, find a one high time frame level, wait till price gets there, then zoom in and look for your setup. So I like the weekly open. I like previous weeks, highs and lows. I like monthly open, previous month highs and lows. And the reason for the open candles, and this works for the monthly open, the weekly open, the daily open, is you can try and predict the direction of the next day's candle. So generally on the daily open, for example, if you see the low of the day of the previous day taken early in the day and then they regain the current daily open. So imagine the daily open price trades below it and then regains it. There's a good chance it's now going to go up. Right. So you want to try and get in along as close as you can to the daily open because you believe it's going to be an up day. And that same logic applies to the week, applies to the month. So I oftentimes will look if I have the weekly open on my chart and we're trading below it and it's early in the week, if there's bullish price action, I might try and get in along expecting it to go up for the rest of the week. So I start on the high time frame. I mark out some key levels uh, and then I wait. I zoom into the daily. I'll mark out a couple more levels. Same idea. Daily open, previous daily high, recent swing highs and swing lows. And I wait for price to approach a level. That's the hardest part for traders is patience. When you first start trading, you're going to look at the low time frame chart because you're like, oh, I can make money on the low time frame. And it's like you're gambling. I'm not saying you can't trade the low time frame, but I think a lot of people are better suited to start at least at the high time frame and figure it out before you try and scalp. Um, but again, then I wait, right? I'll set alerts on TradingView. I have them go to my cell phone. I have them email me and ping me and I'll, when price gets close to my level that's when i pay attention and that's how i'm able to have a life outside of crypto uh, i think a lot of people like god bless the bit dealers and the uh salsas and the um you know red all the other homies who like scalping and stuff it's not me i think you got to know yourself before you understand what trading style you are i'm like a person who doesn't like to be rushed I get stressed out when I'm rushed like extremely. 
So scalping is terrible for me because you might have to make a decision in like a few minutes, whereas a four hour candle, I got a lot more time. Right. So, um, but it's just not for me. And I, to me, it's like, I can't imagine staring at the chart that much trying to get a trade on the low time frame when I can do my day job and, you know, run my business during the day. And that's only four, two, four hour candles. You know what I mean? So that, that's one thing I would, you know, kind of advise against if you're new, maybe start on the high time frame, especially if you have a job, which many people do. Not a lot of people have full-time trading is focus on the high time frame because then you'll have to stare at the chart all day. So I sit there, I'll wait. My execution time frame is the four hour. That means that's the time frame where I'm actually looking for the setup. Uh, there's a couple types of setups I like. Um, if you go on my Twitter and you type in hashtag TM TA tips, like trader main TA tips. I've posted two of my favorite setups with like graphical representations. And that's going to be an explanation way better than I could do, uh, you know, just over voice here. But uh, one of them involves an order block. And so an order block is usually a down candle before price moves up or the up candle before price moves down. So for a long, generally you're waiting for price to form an order block move away and then you try and buy a retest of the order block that's a gross oversimplification uh, but it's the vice versa for a short and i only look for these setups near key high time frame levels and i focus on setups that are in line with the high time frame market structure so if the weekly chart is bullish i'm only looking for longs on the h4 it doesn't mean you can't trade shorts it just means that the higher probability trade are longs and flip all of this in reverse for shorts so, I mean, that's kind of like a very high level overview of what I kind of do. I like to keep it super plain. I've kind of got OCD, so I don't like having indicators on my chart. I've also, you know, been so fucked by using indicators in the past. I, I have, I, I understand most indicators. Um, I think they can be used in confluence to other stuff, but I, people who trade purely off indicators, I mean, again, if it works for you, fucking do it. I'm not here to bash anyone and tell them what they're doing is wrong, but... To me, price action, everything you need, everything in an indicator is in price, right? Indicators are just a different representation of price and volume. So if you have price and volume, what else do you really need? So that's kind of, a, yeah, the Coles notes of what I do, I guess. That was perfect, man. Honestly, it, I know it's hard to explain over a podcast, you know, these traders that I have on, it's a little bit more difficult, especially when you can't look at a chart, you can't see these levels, but I think you did a wonderful job of explaining it there. Um, and I, I used to like to do a, a nice little recap. I try not to do that as much, but there are a couple things in there that I really want my audience to understand. Um, first of all, sure. you, you named a couple of traders. Uh, you mentioned Cred, uh, you mentioned Tom Dante, uh, ICT, all these guys. Uh, please, I encourage my audience to go check these guys out. They have made everything so simple for you, especially Cred Study Guide. Uh, you can it's also, free. It's, it's free. fucking free. Like, yeah. Um, Cred and I talked today actually, and we were talking about free content and like that's a whole nother topic. I don't even want to get into it right now, but he has a free study guide. Like if you have not looked at it, you've probably seen it if you're on Twitter. If you haven't gone through it, please, I urge you to go through it. I thank you for bringing him up, even though this is your episode and you know we're kind of focused on you. Cred's the homie, man. I went and visited him out in London. Uh, it was good to connect. I'm super stoked with what he's doing with his technical roundup thing with Don Alt, who I've also met when I was out there. Uh, I think it's going to go great for him. I think for what they're charging, it's an absolute steal. Two very bright guys. Um, you know, crypto's an awesome space for that. As much as there's shitty people, there's so many awesome people. Um, you know, who are just sharing and creating shit often for free or very affordable prices. And, you know, it's it's a very niche and, and weird space. Like I never thought I would have 50,000 followers on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like when I tell my girlfriend, she doesn't understand it. My parents don't understand it. And then like I went to I went to Vegas last year, the CryptoCon thing. And, like I met people and then I would like tell them my name. Right. And then they would be like, oh, I'm like Dr. Crypto. I was like, oh, so we're using our, our Twitter names. OK, I'm names. Trader Main. And they're like, you're Trader Main. Like, I'm in your Discord, bro. And like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, holy shit. So it's like it's it's like almost a mind fuck, like to realize that like this many people interact with my stuff and like want to talk. And it's like, I don't know, I, 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 I'm 
generally of the mindset as much as like Twitter sometimes is just an absolute cesspool. Um, <laughs> I do think there's a lot of good people there. I get a lot of, you know, mean DMs, but you know, there's always a nice one in there. And it's like, if I can help someone in some way, it's like, you know, that's absolutely like worth my time. And uh, I think Twitter is great for that. There's people like yourself and others who are just creating shit because you're passionate. You just want to get stuff out there. And it's like, you know, people don't realize how valuable this kind of stuff is. Like value is very, very scarce. There's not, a, if you notice in any facet of life, more shit is bad than is good. Like to find actual good shit is rare. So when you're in a community like Twitter, you know, there are gem accounts in this space just posting awesome stuff. Uh, and I think it shouldn't be taken for granted. It's like a pretty cool community, uh, you know, that's been created on here of people sharing ideas, very smart people. Uh, I've dealt with a lot of idiots in crypto Twitter, but some of the smartest people I have ever talked to, I've met on the internet, <laughs> on Twitter, and I never would have thought, you know, that in a million years, but you know, here we are. It, it's so true. I mean, there's, you know, complete opposites on Twitter. There's the absolute garbage cesspool that everyone views it as. But then there's also this community that is sharing free information, teaching others how to trade, build, whatever it may be. Uh, you yourself, you have a wonderful Twitter. You talked about that hashtag TMTA tips, and it kind of shows some of your, you know, favorite setups. Yeah. I have a YouTube as well. I post videos on there. It's like, go check it out. I swear a lot. So if you have kids or you're opposed to swearing, I would I would maybe put it on mute, and read the subtitles. But, uh, yeah, you know, I just yeah. try and make it not like so bullshit. I find like so many people try and sound so smart um, explaining things that aren't that complicated. And it's almost like creates a barrier to entry for someone who just wants to be talk to like you know they're not in a non-condescending way like some of these you know mentors whatever you want to call them they overcomplicate you know very simple things and so i just try and say like yeah you're just marking a line here and fucking i don't know <laughs> I, I just try and keep it easy because that's how i think like i don't like I, I consider myself a smart person but like i swear a lot i don't i don't use a bunch of big words uh I, i'm pretty kind of like humble in that kind of thing because i think stuff needs to be made more complicated than it already is um, I don't think trading is easy, but I think people make it hard on themselves, harder than it has to be. Yeah, they I, they definitely overcomplicate things. And I mean, if I was running a paid group, I'd try to make it as complicated as possible so that people don't understand what's going on and they continue to buy my course. And I think that's a lot of what it is, to be honest with you. Uh, all these fancy indicators that you know might not really mean anything. Uh, it's all a little bit of like a... Smoking. I don't know. If trading was as easy as buying the 200 daily moving average every time, I think we'd all be rich. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but no, I mean, like you, you just explained everything in like 10 minutes and you did it very concisely. I think people listening to this episode can really get a lot out of even just that 10 minutes, this one question. Everyone's going to be profitable after this episode, bro. It's going to be awesome. I freaking hope so. Uh, but like the reason, you know, that I kind of like asked this question originally, you talked about finding your trading style um, and you like to keep it simple. You know, you said you get DMs with a ton of different lines on them, at a bunch of key levels. It's like take a step back, look at the weekly, find a couple key levels, zoom in, look at the four hour. And then you said this trading style, you know, it really fits your lifestyle. You've got a business to run. Uh, and I know a lot of people who are listening to this probably still have a full-time job. Uh, so if you're trying to get into trading, I think this is a great place to start. Um, and I really yeah. appreciate you walking us through that, man. It was, it's, it's all you really Absolutely, need to yeah. start. Um, That's the thing. People, people feel so inclined to like zoom in and I get it. When you first start trading, it feels like a casino, right? Because you can make, you're like, oh, I'm printing money on the internet. Right. It's I get it. So I say, well, wait a minute. I can enter more trades if I go on a lower time frame. But you have to do what fits your lifestyle. I think some people in this space, God help them, uh, you know, are going to take years off their life being hunched in front of a screen 12 <laughs> hours a fucking day. I had a buddy. This is back when I was in like university and he played online poker for like money instead of having like a summer job. 
And at the time, I'm like, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. You wake up, you just put your house coat on, you smoke joints, you play poker all day, dude, and you make money. <laughs> like, I'm meanwhile, I'm like fucking, Slaving you know, away. busting my ass, like doing yard work and shit. Um, but then like, you know, further removed from it, like once I got like more info about it, I mean, he would be at the computer like 12 to 16 hours a day playing yeah. like four hands at a time. And then when he worked out like his hourly, it was like four bucks an hour. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to work all summer. Like I did, but it's like, I'm pretty sure like I, you know, saw the outside and like this kind of stuff. It's the same thing with say. trading, right? It's like, you got to have balance and it's so easy. Cause I've been there. I've been unhealthy degen into trading and into work just like into my business right like you know as an entrepreneur like there's no business hours right i'm not yeah. done at five yeah there's no there's no hours so it's like I, I deal with people all over the world and i'm doing calls at any given hour but you have to have that balance and it's so easy to not have that when you're trading because it's just it's addictive and you just want to and you know your revenge trading you lose and so i feel like people can build some really unhealthy habits and like I'm not perfect by any means but I'm definitely aware uh, because I've gone through kind of some bad cycles and I, I can notice when I'm getting kind of too far into it and I think people need to have balance if you've got kids if you've got a girlfriend if you want to have a social life like all that stuff is okay the market is not going anywhere there will always be another trade one of the hardest things about crypto is you can't really walk away like in forex if I want to take a week off I take a week off right? I could take a week off in Bitcoin, but my Bitcoin that's sitting on that exchange could increase in value or decrease in value by double digit percent in that week that I'm not paying attention, right? So it's hard to like really unplug because you're like, well, I own Bitcoin, so I'm effectively always <laughs> long Bitcoin. So what happens if the 6K floor breaks when you're on your vacation, right? So I understand, right? But I've been guilty of it, man. Like I'm out with my girlfriend, my friends, I'm always looking at my phone always refreshing fucking trading view, refreshing Twitter and stuff. So, you know, one thing I've been working on over the last handful of months is just trying to, you know, make sure I have that balance. And I think one thing that will help a lot of people, especially if you're new, especially if you have a job, is zoom the fuck out, right? All of my best trades were made on like the four hour or daily time frame, like it's of all time. I, I very rarely, my strike rate and my win percentage on the low time frames way lower but my stress level is way higher. So don't be afraid to zoom out. The trades will be there and it, the market works in a way, right? That like, yes, you might have to wait longer for your trade, but when it hits that daily level, it's going to have a bigger reaction, right? You're going to get, you know, it's the difference between a swing trade and a day trade. You're going to hold it for multiple days and the range is going to be way bigger. So yeah, I, I tell everyone to zoom out yeah. for sure. When you're learning, sit back and chill. Same thing in anything Just zoom out relax the market's not going anywhere you don't need to be staring at the chart 10 hours a day no there's there's that saying you know picking up pennies in front of a steamroller you know you can sit in front of the chart and scalp the five minute all day but if you just take a step back you know get your social life back on track you can make and then these you see much... there's a steamroller <laughs> you're like oh shit exactly you can make these much larger trades and you're going back to your buddy who was playing poker i'm sure at the end of that summer he was pale. He was frantic. Oh my god! You know, you, yeah. You you've been doing yard work like shit. Exactly, man. Like just just, it's the perfect place to get your feet wet. You know, you don't need to be go go go. You've you've harped on it enough. I don't really need to go yeah. into it anymore. But just it's like, well, health relax. is so important, man. Yeah. And it's like it's something I'm not great at, and it's something I'm improving on. Trying to eat better, trying to go to the gym, trying to get my sleep. But you know, I'm still I'm 29, so I'm not I'm not old. But I'm not 21 anymore. Like when I was 20, it's different. It's weird. People are like, oh, you're not. I'm like, trust me. Like I feel older. As much as some days I'm like, oh, it's like, it's like nothing's changed. It's like I'm still in university. It's like, nah. So you you notice like stuff where it's like, okay, like, you know, time is so valuable. And anyone who has money will tell you. It's like the only thing they wish they had more of was time. So like enjoy your shit this is getting like all altruistic and yeah. like about trading anymore but like i'm all about that stuff man no, i'm all I about like self-improvement and just trying to like you know enjoy shit because uh trading is one of those things just like being an entrepreneur where yes you can make a bunch of money 
and it can be extremely addictive because to me, like, I don't feel like I'm working at my business, right? Like I'm answering an email at 10 o'clock at night. It doesn't feel like work. Whereas if you asked me when I was accounting to do something at 10 o'clock at night, I'd tell you, go fuck yourself, right? right? Cause I wasn't make, I was a work, but same with trading. You're everything is a direct line to money to you. Right. But at that same time, right. Like you can like all of a sudden look up and like a year has passed. You're like, fuck, I haven't like done anything other than just like focus on making money. It's like, well, what's the point of having money if you're unhealthy and, you know, shit like that? You can't even enjoy it. So, yeah, I feel like so many people try to justify it by, okay, I'm going to make a lot of money now. And then in the future, hopefully short future, I will be able to enjoy my time more. But it just that cycle just continues, you know, years pass by and you're like, all right, well, I just got to make a little bit more money. And then, you know, another year has gone by. And before you know it, it's all passed. Um, Yeah. I, I enjoy the conversation a lot. I'm going to try to bring it back onto the, you know, the topic at hand, kind of trading what you're doing. I really appreciate you walking us through all of that. Um, and, you know, you've talked about your past Forex trading, crypto trading, how you've developed your strategy, order blocks, you know, pretty much life, uh, you know, and um, I really appreciate that. Can we now move forward can you talk to us about what you've got in your pipeline, what you're most excited for in the coming, say, 12 months? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm excited for all of us getting girlfriends when Bitcoin goes through all-time Woo! high within the next 12 that. months. Uh, that's a trader main guarantee. Uh, you know, <laughs> and if not, I'm just going to delete my Twitter anyways. There so refund um, Yeah, exactly. Refund LoomDart, exactly. So Next 12 months, I mean, for me, I'm very excited. I personally, I'm of the mindset that the 3K bottom was the bottom. Um, and it's crazy to me that I even have to say that. But, you know, you go on my feed, there's a guy, you know, I'm talking shit with right now uh, who has a uh, Spider-Man as his avatar. So uh, some high level, you know, <laughs> back and forth going on there. But he's convinced that I'm wrong. Um, but I, so I'm of the mindset that that was the low and that we're starting a new bull trend. And I think a lot of people are caught off on the wrong side of that three to 14 K run. Uh, and I think a lot of people who maybe were on the right side, but then sold above 10 and now we're creeping back up towards 10, uh, are sweating a little bit about potentially having to rebuy. So personally, my opinion is the low is in. Um, so for the next 12 months, I'm looking forward to, you know, trading hopefully in a trending bitcoin one of my favorite things to do in the world is trade bitcoin in an uptrend uh because when you trade bitcoin and you long it and you get it right and you get paid in bitcoin and you own bitcoin you're winning on all fronts because bitcoin is also appreciating in value while all this is going on um so i'm super excited about that um, in terms of like what I got going on, uh, I'm going to be trying, uh, come the new year to just have like a little bit more regiment around kind of like what I post on Twitter. Um, I think I want to try and do a weekly live stream. Uh, just, you know, like I used to do it when I didn't have any followers and then I got big and it all went to my head, I guess. No, but, uh, <laughs> I, I want to do like a weekly last year cause I love doing it. I love interacting with people and it's so easy to forget that I have all these people following me and, uh, some of them, uh, you know, as much as there's mean comments actually care about what I say and want to hear. And I love interacting with people. I respond to most of my comments, even if you're a douche, uh, I'll likely respond and just be a douche right back. Uh, but it's, so I'm looking forward to kind of maybe doing hopefully a weekly live stream, um, with everyone. Uh, it's something I enjoy. I like teaching people. I like interacting with people, just shooting the shit. So definitely excited for that. I'm excited for the bull run that I think is, is beginning. Um, I do have a, a website that I'm a part of. It's called the Bitcoin trade group. Uh, so it's just a discord that I run with a couple friends and, you know, I do live streams in there. I, teach people, you know, how I learned to trade and stuff like that. And, uh, if anyone wants to check that out, feel free to shoot me a message and yeah, man, just excited to, uh, you know, kind of see what the next 12 months brings. It's crazy that we're going into 2020 already. Uh, but, uh, I think it's going to be a good year for us in crypto. And I think, uh, the mood and everyone's going to get a lot happier. It seems like everyone's in a better mood with BTC trending up. And I think this downtrend's coming to an end soon. So stoked about it. I believe so as well. I've, you know, I put out a couple of things on Twitter. I said, I longed 8.7. 7 
I will sell my everything at like eight two, and then some random seven number just to throw it out there for fun. Uh, but I, I think we are starting our next uptrend. There's a lot of bullish news, um, and I think everyone's starting to get excited. And so I, I do think, and I do agree with you that we will see this next big uptrend. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to these live streams that you're talking about. Uh, I think everything's a little bit more fun when when Bitcoin is uh, bullish. So I'm looking forward to that a lot. Um, we are still at 8,600 bucks know, though, aren't we? I like, know. weren't we at 3K not that <laughs> long ago? Like, that's what I don't understand. Everyone's like, oh man, Bitcoin's fucked. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? If you bought like any time within the last like 12 months, you're pretty much up. And like, yeah. you could have done absolutely nothing else, just bought. So it, it's just crazy. It's, it's recency bias, right? Like, again, no one can zoom out. Everyone forgets, like, even just two weeks ago, we had a 45% up move in two days. Everyone's like, yeah, but that was just a sham move. It's manipulation. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, you can so make money I, off that, you know? You yeah. know what else was manipulation? The entire 20K. move to 20K, <laughs> right? So what the fuck? That's what I don't get about people. Like, of any asset in the world to be bullish on, be bullish on Bitcoin. It's a, because yeah, it's on Bitcoin. It, you, you'll make more money if you're right. Because if it goes up, it, it goes up crazy. And it's like, what's the fucking downside? The downside is it goes to zero, which I honestly just don't see happening. I mean, call it minor cost, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, it's done nothing but go up for 10 years. If you just <laughs> zoom out, that's what it does. It goes down sometimes, but it goes up way more when it than it goes down. You want to know what the logarithmic high time frame Bitcoin chart looks a lot like the fucking stock market. Like people think that it's this like crazy new thing when the S and P 500 go on your chart or go on your trading view, look up the S and P 500 or the Dow Jones, any of them, put it on the yearly chart, 12 month candles, zoom out. It looks just like Bitcoin, <laughs> a fucking line up. straight up. Cause it's the biggest pump and dump in the history of the world. It's just happening at a way slower pace on a way bigger scale, right? It's a transfer of wealth from those who don't know to those who though. And what do you think Bitcoin is? It's the same fucking thing. So it's just silly to me that people would try and fight this. Like if you bought the top of the S and P 500 in 2008 or whatever it was, the absolute top, and you held it for ten years. You doubled your money. Yeah, you're you've. Made so you money. rode the entire recession, and then you're up a hundred percent in ten years. Ten years is a long time because we're in crypto. I get it, but it's not that long when you're talking about your RRSP or your four hundred one k in the states, right? Like ten years is nothing. You're supposed to stick in that shit for thirty years, right? So, crypto is no different. Like you could have bought any of the all time highs on Bitcoin, except for this most recent one. And be up huge right now. Yeah. Any time over the last 10 years. So what's to say it's to get a change? I absolutely could be wrong. But at the end of the day, like, first of all, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to lose some money. I use stops. I suggest everyone else uses stops or at least has an idea where you're wrong. Like, if you're just talking about your spot holdings, have a stop. Like, have a point where you're like, you know what? I'm wrong here. And I'm going <laughs> to sell and buy back lower. My stop on my spot holdings is zero. Um, maybe that's because I'm a pussy and I'm not 90% of my entire net worth in crypto. Like it seems like everyone else is, but I'm not a crazy person. So, uh, if all of my Bitcoin and crypto went to zero, it would suck. Uh, but I would still be able to pay my rent and live my fucking life. So to me, it's like, why would I be bullish? It just, it's, it's the best longing ever in my opinion so yeah i don't understand bears i think bears they're they're pathetic really <laughs> they, they missed out on massive gains and need to make they're so dopey i know it's just revenge it's all ego man i get it because i was that guy the entirety of 2014 every time i'm just like oh fuck this shit and then all the way back out like you fight the market because you have this emotional bias towards you know getting screwed out of money and it's like that's emotions are going to cause you to lose in any facet of life not just trading try you, if you make decisions based on emotion right usually it's not a good idea you got to go have like a talk with your girl jerk off first right get that out of there make sure you're not just horny before you call her up again so it's no different than in trading i think if you're fucking fired up or you're mad you're gonna make mistakes yeah man i, I completely agree and it's funny a lot of your ideologies i are very similar to mine I like I have a small percentage of my net worth in Bitcoin, 
I will hold it to zero and I'll laugh the whole way down um, yeah. just because of what has already happened. I mean, you talked about, look at the last high, you know, the high before 20K was the last major, major high, $1,300. Like, I know. It's insane. You know, if it goes to zero, come on, Twitter's going to be absolutely hilarious. Like that will be worth so much fun. Yeah. Like I'm going to be fucking like sad, but like I'm going to be crying and laughing at the same time. It's fucking ridiculous now. Like, could you imagine if it went down even further? I mean, oh my God, my, my mentions, first of all, I've been like trumpet trumpeting the bullhorn (laughs) so hard the last few months. So if we go down to like 6k, I don't know if I'll ever recover, but <laughs> my money's where my mouth is, to say the least. I, I respect and appreciate that. Um, you know, the two big recaps from this episode are Zoom Out and Long Bitcoin, and it's so fucking simple, and people are still going to fuck it up. But um, I appreciate you coming on and really harping on this and drilling this into people's heads. Um, yeah, and I'm, man, I'm really sure. excited for not only the market, but I'm excited to see what you're putting out. It sounds like you've got you know, some fun stuff in the pipeline. I'd really like to see those live streams. Um, you know, I, we, we've touched on kind of, you know, the two biggest tips. Um, but let, let's say someone wants to add order blocks to their trading, you know, arsenal. What's your mm-hmm. biggest tip for them? So, I mean, if you want to learn what an order block is, right, I would suggest watching some of my old YouTube streams. I have a, several streams up there that I draw them on the chart and I explain exactly what they are. Like what it's a candle. It's one specific candle. Uh, and I explain how to spot it. There's, there's two types that I use according to ICT. There's like 12 different order blocks. I only use two, um, but it seems to do the job for me. But, uh, and then what I would do is I would get in your chart and practice trading view recently implemented like the replay feature. So what I would do is I wouldn't do it on Bitcoin. The problem with, practicing hindsight trading on Bitcoin, in my opinion, is because you stare at the Bitcoin chart so goddamn much, you kind of know what happens. Like, you know, all the key price levels because you stare at the chart all day. So do it on some random currency pair that you haven't looked at the Euro USD, JBP, JPY, like any sort of Forex pair, put it on a candlestick chart. It looks no different than any Bitcoin chart. You won't be able to tell the difference practice on there so use that replay feature first learn how to draw them so watch one of my old videos but the key is it's the down candle before move up in price or the up candle before move down in price so the up candle before move down is a bearish order block the other one is a bullish order block and you look for longs in bullish order blocks shorts and these order blocks form at key levels So first, practice marking up support and resistance. Go on your chart, mark up levels on the high time frame, then zoom in and see how price moves around them at a low time frame. If I have a weekly level and I'm looking at that level on the H4, I should expect some volatility on the H4 around that level and some sort of reaction. And within that reaction and that volatility, that's going to be where your setup is. So you start on the high time frame, mark your levels, then zoom in to the low time frame, and that's where you draw your order blocks. Your order blocks form on, they form on any time frame, but the ones that I would use, I'm going to be drawing daily order blocks and four hour order blocks, and I'm going to be looking for trades near key levels. So the order block is nothing unless it's near a key high time frame level, at least in my opinion. That's going to way increase your strike rate and your consistency of them actually giving you the reaction you want. I would use that replay feature fuck around with it, draw out the order block and see if price actually moves when it hits it. Press play and see what happens. Uh, I think hindsight is not a bad way to, to do it. And then eventually you just got to get out there and do the real thing, uh, you know, and, and, and put some money on the line. Because as much as demo trading and hindsight may prepare you, nothing prepares you for actually having money on the line, but but doing it. Dude, that was perfect. I, I don't even want to try to recap any of it. That was as simple as it could be. Like I said, I usually like to do a little recap, but holy shit, man, like that was, that was perfect. And uh, I was going to ask you for some resources. You talked about the trading view replay button and to do it on currencies or currencies. Just so everyone knows right now, Bitcoin is at 
8668. It's dumped a little bit. I'm going to have tons of mentions that Bitcoin's dumped $100 since I was bullish on it. So I'm, I'm clearly wrecked here. I think, uh, I but think I think uh, right now is not a good, is not a bad place to actually get into a long. So let's timestamp <laughs> this and let's see if this, uh, this trade plays out. This will be some free alpha, but I think you could, you could get in a long right here, put your stop at like 8,300 and target 10,500 and thank me later. Oh my God, I love it. Live right now for you guys. As soon as, I'm gonna get this episode out as quick as possible. It'll probably be ready next week. I have one more that yeah. I wanted to get out before this. Well, we'll, we'll definitely find out whether or not we need to clip that part from the podcast <laughs> if it just dumps it. <laughs> no, here. no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip that right now. I'm gonna throw it on Twitter tonight. Yeah. Did me um, long the top. <laughs> but no, no, man, I, I really appreciate it. This has been one of the most fun episodes I've done. You're a very laid back dude. You've simplified things, you know, perfectly for a podcast. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on, man. I really do appreciate it. And before, cool, man. before we go, was there anything else that you wanted to mention? No, I mean, I think that's it. I mean, anyone out there, if you feel like you're struggling with anything, you want to chat, my DMs are uh, I do answer as many as I can. It sometimes takes me days to weeks, but if you send me a DM and it's you know genuine and you're not just asking me for money uh, or just sending me a chart and saying this is an order block, uh, I most likely will uh, answer you. Uh, so feel free to hit me up. Uh, I appreciate everyone who uh, you know listens to me rant about my shit on my live streams and interacts with me on Twitter. I generally. Uh, genuinely enjoy uh, interacting with people. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, so I, I thank all of you guys for, you know, even caring in the slightest for what I have to say, even if it's just to counter trade me. Uh, but yeah, don't, uh, don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, you know, always happy to chat, connect with new people. If you're in Canada, hit me up, let's get a beer. Uh, and yeah, man, appreciate you for having me on here. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Again, I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to have links to everything in the description for anyone listening. So you can check out Maine's Twitter, his Discord. Like he said, shoot him a DM. He is great about answering them. And again, man, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, the show's for you guys. I make it for you guys. Um, and it wouldn't happen without you guys. So uh, I really do want to thank you for that. Um, and, you know, if you found anything in this episode helpful or any of the previous episodes that I've put out, um, can you just do me a huge favor and leave us a review? Um, it would really help us out. Um, and then on top of that, uh, could you also share it with any friends, family, uh, anyone on social media? You know, if you, if there's something that spoke to you in any of these episodes, I would really appreciate it if you could do that for us. Um, so thanks again for listening and uh, hope to see you next episode.